I'm Vince Roca. Did he say venti mocha? And I'm Michael Hutchinson. And you're listening to Convinced. And we're on. Why, hello there. So, um, last week you talked about uh, that you got called in the principal's office. What's that about? I did get called in the principal's for, office. For people who don't know or don't remember, you work as a teacher of uh, challenged high school students. Yes, I do. Uh, IDs, intellectually deficient? Disabled. Disabled. Intellectually disabled. That's right. All right. Or deficient, I guess, same thing. Yes. Intellectually dumb? No, disabled. Ids. Ids. You teach ids. I joke, uh, but, you know, it's it's a cool thing that you do. Um, you know, babysitting the retards of America, someone has to do That's it. exactly. Glad that you do it. So I'm, I'm glad your taxpayer money pays me to do pays that. Pays you to, to do Every that. day is different. It is jacked up, though, that, you know, um, the taxpayer money pays for that. I'm, you know. I do not provide a service. Ooh, I, this is... I, you know, I... <clears throat> me, an officer, I, I don't... I, I might as well get cut off like Big Bird because I do not put any money in. I'm a drain on the system. Uh, well, yeah, you pay taxes, but I you pay, pay taxes, taxes yes. based on tax dollars that are paid to exactly, you. Exactly, because I do not actually produce anything. I right. do not make anybody money. Right. So even, I mean, yeah, to a certain, your, yeah, your money, <laughs> yeah, it's fucked up, right? <laughs> um, you are paid with tax dollars, and then you pay taxes on those tax dollars, uh, which still means that, yeah, you drain, you're a drain on the system. I am, because I do not produce anything. Which is all teachers, though, right? Oh, teachers, firemen, yeah, policemen. Te- um, they do not, uh, you know, well, they provide a service, uh, yeah. Yeah, but, they, okay. but they don't make any money to actually, but the thing is, is as like, a product. if you don't have teachers, then, uh, you have a, a, a dumb society who is probably going to turn out to be criminals. If you don't have, uh, uh, police, then you have, uh, lawlessness or, or lawlessness. Uh, and if you don't have firemen, then, you know, you have a bunch of burned properties. Uh, so uh, the the positions i guess don't directly contribute but if you remove them then uh their negative effects on society there would be negative effects yeah. but we do not produce anything much like and then once those negative anything. effects had occurred if we began then employing teachers and policemen and firemen then you would see their contribution to society because then crime would stop and people would start getting smarter and that sort of thing that would be true what i was actually referring to um, the far more unpopular and give people more reasons to hate Vince if they didn't have enough. Uh, most of the time, uh, parents of challenged ch- children know that their kids are going to be born challenged, yet still elect to have the children anyway. So uh, my tax dollars are paying for you to teach kids uh, that were, are a product of somebody else's bad decision making. Well, that wouldn't necessarily be me because my kids are mainly autism, but I also have some other kids, but they're not Down syndrome and stuff like that. So that kind of stuff you really can't tell. But autism is it affects like one in three hundred kids or something now, right? It all depends on what study. Uh, right now, I think actually down to one in one hundred and thirteen. I think. And different. So, if hospitals are just executed the one every every one hundred and thirteenth child. We wouldn't have any problems. It's true. Only as a child, you don't know if the child is autistic or not. But if it's one in one thirteen, you just execute the one hundred and thirteenth, and you'll always be fine. Because, yeah, that Theoretic- that's how, that's how the, yes. the statistics work. Theoretically, you, you would be correct. <laughs> yes. Um, 
Yeah, which because, would be an interesting film. Wouldn't it? <laughs> it would be an, an interesting concept. You just that was the statistic. We live our life by statistics. So statistically, like uh, every ninetieth packet of ketchup is bad. So you just throw it away. <laughs> you go to the supermarket and you're checking out, and the cashier's like, "Oh, this is you know number one thirteen of eggs. You need to toss it away, and you have to pay for it and throw it away." Mm-hmm. That'd be pretty weird. It would be. It would be <laughs> Was it every fifteen? Minutes, buy- every fifteen minutes, someone dies in a in a alcohol related car accident. Uh, so so how do you do that? So you kill somebody off every fifteen minutes every to 15- save someone else who may have. Every fifteen minutes, you just randomly walk into a bar and kill some. Uh, the bartender is like, "There's like a ding behind the bar." Minutes. He pulls out a gun and blows one. That could be anywhere in America. <laughs> That'd be interesting, though. Yeah, just suddenly, ding. Just a movie based on statistics. Yeah. Um, all right. So back to, uh, yeah, saving a life. autistic kids, you don't know, you don't know. I mean, at any point they can become autistic, like an eight year old, all of a sudden just starts showing signs of autism. Right. Uh, usually not that late. It's usually four, four to five. Usually not that late, but it can be right. I, I mean, it's usually, it I think it's usually two. And you four, can, right? yeah, there's, there's people who have been diagnosed later with, uh, Asperger's, you know? Um, they, yeah, but that's, yeah. Okay. Um, I guess that's still. I, I believe I have a student now who's just recently diagnosed and I think in junior high that he had Asperger's. All right. Okay. So uh, uh, to be, I guess, to be fair to the parents, they didn't know that their kid was going to be that way when they, they didn't. Was born. And divorce rates are, I think it's 85% of uh, parents with autism get divorced. Yeah, well, that's not surprising. I mean, it's like 50% of parents who have kids get divorced. Yeah, because kids suck. Right. It's just a huge strain on the relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, people are you know, not prepared for it. I actually, I came, another idea for a movie that I came up with was uh, you uh, about a guy who is looking for uh, the woman to be the mother of his child. So this way uh, he can marry her, have a kid, divorce her. And then uh, marry the one that he really wants to be with. So he should not have children. Because of what? Can the other one not have children? No, 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 no. That's not the point. The The thing is, is like uh, the new normal, which is current TV show. I haven't watched it, so I don't even know what it, if it's about this. But it is the new normal today in that uh, the parents, the, the children's parents aren't together anymore. So you are with, uh, you get to live the, uh, the childless life. And only have to deal with the kid on weekends, as long as you share them with, you know, another parent. The the new normal is it's a gay couple who have a surrogate. Oh, we're talking about the show now? Uh, Yeah, yeah, because... No, I'm just calling it the new new normal. But anyway, what's the show about? Uh, It's a gay couple who want to have a baby, so they have a surrogate. And and Ellen Barkin is the mom of the surrogate, and she is hilarious, who's totally against gay, total conservative... I just meant the new normal of society. I know it's the name of a show, but I, the new normal of society is uh, the kids' parents are not, you know, they're both the biological parents. Uh, so that that allows you to have both uh, um, enjoy the fruits, the be, whatever, the best of both worlds. That's the word I'm looking, or words I'm looking for. Um, you only get the kid on the weekends or every other weekend or whatever the case the is. The Disneyland dad, weekend. yeah. Yeah. And, but even for the wife or the woman, uh, it's the same thing. So that would be the story of the uh, movie is trying to find two people who want to have a kid together um, but not be together. So this way they can share the responsibilities of the kid. So have a kid on weekends. So right. Have, so they they both have have, they're, they're both weekend parents, right. Um, so they can grow old with the kid, but then they get to live their, you know, Don't childhood the, life. all the everyday BS. Mm-hmm. And that's what most people are living today. Right. I mean, 
How many of your students' parents, well, you just said 85% get divorced, uh, so very few are together. But then they remarry, right? Yeah, they usually remarry. Right. They find someone else who's willing to uh, be part of that. Yeah. And then that person is probably like a weekend parent somewhere else or didn't really want to go through, uh, like in the uh, case of a woman, didn't really want to go through the problems or issues of childbirth. I, so, I have found that a lot of my parents are older parents, which I think, you know, not not a dig on them, but as you get older, your likelihood of having an autistic child is higher. Yeah, past forty, right? Yeah, uh, it and goes it, up like exponentially or yeah. something past forty. And they they all of them do seem to be older. Hmm. So anyway, so maybe not autistic kids are are such a drain on the system. It's those other kids. That's, That's right. Like, you know, parents know, but oh, you know, it's God's life. It's a life. Bring it into this world and make him be a taxing on the rest of us of us all right cool so you got called in the principal's office well so i i you know i'm setting to work and i get this email from my principal who's like hey we need to set up a time to for you to come in and see me i'm like fun yeah i'm like that's odd because you know, principal usually you know, was it on a yellow slip no no it's, it's actually or, email we get because oh, our computers are always on email comes up uh, instantaneously you know so when you do you when you refer a kid to the office for being bad do you give them a referral? Do you? Is the it, referrals are still done. I don't. I, my kids are different. My population is different, so I usually right. don't give referrals. But yes, like if I was in a gen ed classroom, yeah, you still have to write out the is, referral, and then you call the office, and they have a campus supervisor come in and pick up the kid, and the kid goes oh, into wow. the office. And, is it still a yellow slip? It was a yellow slip when I was in school? Uh, actually, it's three colors. Is it NCR? Is that the paper? Yeah, yeah whatever. Three, Carbonless yeah. NCR yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. It's, there's three. There's a, a white is the top, and then a pink, then a yellow. So one goes to the admin, one goes to the teacher, and one goes to parent, I guess. I don't know. Mm. So you're not emailing those. I guess that's good. No. Mm. So you got an email from the principal. I got an email from the principal saying, I need to see you. Mm-hmm. I'm like, mm, okay. So I, yeah, I'm like, I, you know, my, my prep is this period, whatever. So you know, let me know when I need to come in. You know, I start thinking, I'm like, oh my God, what did I do? <laughs> you know, because I, I do show up to school late. I've... Uh, my second period is prep, which is actually the first period of the day. Because first period is like a seven o'clock, second period is eight o'clock. So majority of the kids come at eight o'clock. But that is first my, period is at seven o'clock, and it's it used an, to be called a zero period. Now it's called first period. Okay, it's an actual period. Like yeah, there there's English or math. Being yeah, there are some students. Yeah, but it's only maybe uh, a quarter of the classes taught because no one's getting there at, at seven. So you don't have a first period. I don't have a, uh, no. Most people don't. Well, then where are the kids? What are, what are they doing? If most- it's 7 o'clock. They don't have to. If school starts at 8 o'clock. So it's only the dorky kids that are? No, it's kids who want to either get out early. Maybe they have a job after school or you know, want to get out at lunch. Oh, it's, okay. It's, you can elect to take You can that. take elect, yeah. Okay. So you, so, you don't have to. Or but, if you want to get out of you know, your senior Are you year. supposed to be there at 7 then? No, I'm supposed to be there at uh, 7.50, I think, is what okay. the contract is. So eight at eight o'clock is second period, and you don't have a second period. I don't have a second period. That's my prep. Okay. So, so you, my my teaching day actually starts at nine. Right when you start teaching this, that's this when week. I actually get students. Actually, show up. Yeah. Okay. You know, contractually, I'm supposed to be during there during my prep period and prepping everything. Right. But to beat traffic, I usually get there about eight o five because traffic into a school is tough. Would have been eight o five or nine o five. Eight o five. I show up at eight o five. Class school starts at eight. Oh, you're supposed to be there at 7.50, you show up at 8.05. Yeah, because I I just beat the traffic. Right. It's not going to make a difference because my prep period. Sure. 
uh, you know, so this stuff's going through my head. I'm like, Oh my God, you know, do I have that? You know, I, I show up late, you know, who knows? I could have said something to the kids at one point, right. or, you know, you know, sarcasm or whatever. And, you know, so, you right. know, so all this stuff just racing through my mind. So I sent, I sent the email back to him you know, after I, I told him my prep period and he's like, uh, I, I sent another email saying, can I ask what this is pertaining to? Uh-huh. And he sent me back something back saying, well, you can bring a union rep if you'd like, and it won't take too long. So, Ouch. Exactly. So I'm like, what the hell did I do? Uh-oh. You know, and the, all the stuff starts going through your head, you know, actually, and I was gone. Maybe I should have taken this job more seriously. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> really? The numbers just came out, you know, oh, the API scores. Exactly. You know, all the stuff. I'm like, well, wait, wait, at least I'm tenured. So I know he can't fire me right away, but you know, there's, oh, is that what that means? He can't, what it, he, uh, be tenured. Mean, yeah. I, I, there's several things he'd have to do to get fired me. So he couldn't call me in the office and say, Hey, you've been late so many times you're fired. Right. You it's just, a process. You need to be so, yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's actually a very, very long process, which, and there's, there's, there's good and bad too. Cause there are some, sure, sure. some bad well, teachers who shouldn't be teaching and they take advantage of it because of the process. Uh, it's good for you. It's bad for the rest of our taxpayers. <laughs> exactly. It is. I mean, there's nothing, uh, there is absolutely zero benefit for, uh, tenure for anybody who is for the employer um i why would i want to uh give any employee make it harder for me to get rid of any employee i have and, just, and it, it is true yeah you know and, and there and like i said there are some bad teachers who you know take advantage of the tenure system There's a lot of bad teachers there are i, I actually you know they want their summers off that's, I would, that's I would, three things about teaching june july and august um, uh, it's been a long time since I've been in school, but, uh, based on my experience, uh, there are more bad teachers than there are good teachers. And they're trying to weed those out. They're trying to get rid of the 10 year process. There's, and mm-hmm. you know, there's several States have gotten rid of it. Yeah. Texas, yeah I mean, it's Texas the way that it is. You. Yeah. There's, uh, yeah. So anyway, so I'm worried about this, you know, oddly my experience though, is there's more good cops than there are bad cops. But I so saw you've been trying to, uh, bribed cops and they've been denying you is that, <laughs> no, is that i guess that's true out? i guess that's true but no I, I mean i uh used to own a retail store and um uh cops actually cops and firemen as well but uh cops used to stop by a lot we sold pool tables so um it was always an interesting store if you were on the beat and you were nearby cops would stop by and say hello um so i met my fair share of police officers and outside of that uh one of my friends is a police officer uh you know, most of the time I just never really meet bad cops. Even when I get pulled over, um, you know, they're just doing their job. Just, everybody just wants to clock out at five and go home. Exactly. Uh, nobody really wants, I mean, these guys don't pull you over cause they're like, Oh, I don't really want to fucking hassle this guy. Exactly. And, and, and you get, you know, they're like, this guy's going to be a dick to me right. because I just pulled him over. Right, I've exactly. just ruined his day. So right. their they're, job is to deliver bad news. Yeah. They're That's pretty much, that is their job. So it's like an actor getting rejected all the time. That's all they hear every day. Right. In, right. Until you until you actually get selected, then you're told how fantastic and great you are, That's and then right. your head just gets really big. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, back to uh, him. What uh, your principal? Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So I, you know, I I contact my union rep, uh-huh. who who's a friend of mine on campus. Oh. I'm like, you know, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. Who's, who's the union rep? Uh, Kyle. You met oh, Kyle. Okay. Kyle. Kyle because of my my party. I don't know. Um, anyway. Uh, anyway, so you know, I contact him, and he's like, well. Uh, I, you know, if he says I don't need to be there, he said, just whatever you do, just say, okay, I need to check my notes. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, like, you know, whatever the case may be. Okay. I'm not going to say one way or the other. I got to go back and check my notes. No matter what he says, just say that. And if if it turns out, you know, you need union rep, let me know. And, you know, I'll be right in there with you. Makes sense. So I'm like, okay, whatever, you know, and I'm I'm stressing out. And I send another email up. Oh, he sent 
he sent another email saying, okay, so, you know, I'm, I'm free these days, blah, blah, blah. You know, when would be good? I'm like, well, the sooner the better, because the longer I wait, I'm, it's going to keep going through my mind going, what the hell did I do? Right. You know, did I, did I say something stupid? You know, did some girl say I've done something, you know, cause you, you just never know everything, you know, the way sure. the schools are these days. Right. <sighs> so, um, so finally, you know, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm stressing about this. And I end up g- going down to, you know, to PE cause I do, I teach a PE class on my way to PE. I go into the main office and as I'm walking through there, my principal's like, Hey, can you come in for a second? I'm like, uh, uh, okay. So, cause I have, I have about, I have about eight minutes because my class, cause my kids go into dress and because my kids are in dressing, I don't sit around and watch them dress in PE. So I, I take off. So I was able to go. Yeah, that would be inappropriate. <laughs> Well, I do have an aide who does stand there because the kids, to make sure the other kids don't mess with them, we do have somebody down there. It's not like it's inappropriate because we're not staring at them, but it's better to have the... Our, no, but you specifically said I don't stand there and watch, <laughs> watch them dress. dress. That would be inappropriate. That would be inappropriate, yeah. Being in the room in case something goes wrong is different, but watching them dress for undies yes. is inappropriate unless your kids are... I, well, yeah, there was... Sometimes we would get watched or made sure that we put on uh, our uniforms or something. Maybe that was just a perverted PE coach now that I think about it. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> he always had his hands down his pants. I'm not really sure about yeah. that. Uh, we do have we have people in there who watch also just to make sure you know people aren't tagging up and all that kind of crap and breaking right. logs and lockers. Sure. Uh, but we just, we we always keep someone down there to make sure no one messes with our kids. Okay. Um, and open for locks because our kids can't do combination locks, so we have a padlock for all the kids that we open up for them because we don't give keys to the kids. Anyway. So all the kids have the same lock? And the same key, You're, they're but all we key have, we like. have the keys. Yeah, they're all key to like, but we we're the only ones with the key. The kids, we do not give the kid, kids the keys. The kids can't get in and out of their lockers by no. themselves. Yeah, we have to. <laughs> it's for their own protection, and you know, it, it works out good for us. But this is just the, your kids. Oh yeah, the, just my the special needs kids. Yeah. The regular uh, kids at the high school are. They have the combination. They ones. have their own. Their con- okay. No, yeah, it's just my kids. <laughs> it's just your kids. Can't be trusted with a key. Well, I, no, it's not they can't be they can't be trusted with a combination because they'd forget it. So every day we'd have to open up their combination. Well, not all of them would forget. No, it. no, some of them would. But there are a lot. There's some of them who still can't figure out how to to put the lock through a little hole. So you know, there's the piece that's the the male part that sticks out, the female part that that goes over that. And then you put the the lock through both, so the locker can't open. Okay. And then I still have a couple of kids who can't figure out how to put that lock to the through the male part that goes through the female part. Into uh, that hole. Okay. <laughs> All right. So he he asked you if you got a minute to talk. Yeah. So I, I go in there and he's like, "Yeah, you know, I, I had I I had something come up to my attention." I'm like, you know, going to my head like, oh, "Jesus, what?" The... <laughs> All the things, you know, did I throw something on YouTube? Was there something I did? You know, I showed some Facebook posts of, uh-huh. of you know my Europe shots, you know, hacky sacking here and there, or whatever. I'm like, right. did someone see? Like, did I show him wearing my bear, my beer shirt or something like that or drinking? Like, I don't think I did though. So I, well, you know, he's like, well, um, so I, I, someone came to my attention. So I, I Googled your name and this, this movie came up called kisses and caroms. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. He's like, yeah. And I watched the trailer for that. I'm like, I'm okay. Um, and, <laughs> and then, and then he's like, yeah, I don't think that's an, an appropriate thing for a teacher on this campus to be doing, and I, and I really hope you're not doing it anymore. And I'm thinking, this is what you called me in for? <laughs> so I, I'm looking, I'm going, okay, so I made a movie that was shot in, I believe, 2004. It released three, but okay. Three, okay. 
uh, film uh, got released in 2006. Um, and, and he and it got it's a, you know I'm like it's MPA rated rated R. He's like yeah, but the content you know I didn't watch the movie. I'm like I, I'm like I'm like I'm more than happy to give you one. I, I have them if you want me to to give them to you. Uh, he's like yeah I you know and I hope you're not doing it because if if parents start seeing this you know they Google your name it was that easy for me to find you know I'm I'm really concerned. <laughs> Look harder. Well, that's right. exactly. I'm thinking in my mind, man. If you really started digging, you would. Yeah, let's see this. Buttweiser. I was in the Wes's porn. I actually show up in a couple times, not naked, but AGP. You know, if you had done any kind of research other than just type my name in once, which he had to do. He had to go a little bit further because my name is pretty common. You know, Michael. Hutchinson. Yeah. When you show that up, you have to actually search me out. But yeah, I got called in for kisses and caroms, and I'm like, uh, you know, in my mind, I'm like, this is what he's called me in for. Uh, like he's worried that I, that someone on his campus has made a film and got picked up by Warner Brothers. <laughs> that that is the big concern. Uh, googling your name, uh, Michael Hutchinson cyclist comes up first. Wikipedia, then Michael Hutchinson ice hockey. Michael Hutchinson, that's not you either. At another Wikipedia entry, um, and oh, that's the cyclist again. Uh, um, exactly like how deep do you do you have to go to find my name i mean even if you put my middle initial in which i don't think even shows up on kisses and it's Karen. not so yeah, it's, um you know and then he actually you know had he clicked on to imdb and checked out my biography i think it says something about uh buttweiser in there doesn't it mine you can edit that i think i probably did it uh or i, I think i might have put your biography up there way back when yeah it was a long time ago but I'm um like, this thing was filmed before i was even a teacher you know i was subbing for the district i'm like i I, I don't understand where that would even be coming from. I'm on page four and there is still, <laughs> still no. nothing. So like I said, how deep do you have to go? And you know, I was worried that, you know, I had done something wrong or, you know, I start watching myself. Page five, the fourth one down is your biography on IMDb. Um, so that's how many pages it takes <laughs> just to get to your biography. And that doesn't even, I mean, then on that point, it'll say kisses and caroms. But there's like nothing else here. Someone had to have said something to him. Well, that's what he said because it's uh, someone. It, it was brought to his attention. I'm like, and I'm thinking in my head. So someone makes a film, gets released by Warner Brothers, and that's not a good thing. Yeah, I mean, you should be responsible for everything that you've ever done in your past. Well, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you Google me, and I, you know, all my shit comes up right away. Uh, but because you again, have you have a different name. I, I do. Is, yeah. Is, Generic. Although there are a couple of, uh, I think there's a famous Italian uh, who has my name. I don't remember what he did, but that was why I registered Vincent Roca and Vince Roca on Twitter. Because uh, on Facebook, I think I had to go with V Rock because that other prick had already taken Vincent Dick. Roca. But I own VinceRoca.com and VincentRoca.com because of that. So I'm sure he's pissed off at me. <laughs> um, there's there's a war going on the internet that the nobody Vince knows Roca's. about. Tons of pictures of me. It used to, I guess it doesn't anymore. One of the things that I enjoyed, when you Googled my name, uh, one of the first uh, uh, entries was uh, Vincent Roca nude or nude pictures of Vincent Roca. And it was uh, one of these like celebrity database things. And because, uh, you know, IMDB, I'm a celebrity. It just ca- basically pulls everybody's name and, and caches it and creates, yeah, it creates like this uh, dummy page that, trying to land traffic uh-huh. 
uh, Drew, who's in Kisses and Caroms, had because I noticed him as well when I had Googled it. It had been a long time, but there was a Drew Wicks nude uh, page. I, it might have been connected to mine and how I went over to his. And then there were because Drew's ass is naked in Kisses and Caroms. Uh, so that showed up in the uh, in his profile. But there, I mean, there's no photos of me. But I still thought that was hilarious. See naked pictures of Vincent <laughs> Roca. I want to see him. It was like one of the first few things. So he, uh, uh, if anybody finds out about this podcast, that's probably really going to cripple you. There's nothing they can do. Well, I mean, this is, I don't know. The, uh, uh, just a moment ago, I was uh, talking off-coloredly about, uh, you know, retards. And someone could say how, you know, you shouldn't be friends with somebody who speaks that way. Um, or something that's like that. That's a colloquialism. Everyone, it's it's not uncommon it's to be not heard that of. it's not defendable. I mean, most of the time when I say it, I, I, I anybody who knows me knows that um, I do care about the little retarded. According bastards. to our First Amendment right, we have the freedom of speech. <laughs> right. Um, I just I like using the word because it's uh, it, it, it incites anger. Grr! Yeah. Don't use that. I shake my fist at you. Um, Anyway, uh, the, the, so someone could say that, that, you know, how could you talk, be friends with somebody like me or do a podcast with somebody like me or any number good. of things like that. And I could get you fired because I talked about, well, it'd be, a, it'd like be a long that. process. But even when I was, um, when I first got hired on, then you'd have middle America, like <laughs> listening to the podcast and coming back and saying things like, yeah, that Vince guy's a bastard. He, Michael should lose his job. Uh, that's probably true. But when I first when I when I first got hired on the first year, mm-hmm. uh, there was an aide in my classroom who didn't like me, mm. and found out about Buttweiser and and took that up to the principal at the time. It was a different principal, right? And uh, and me and my par teacher, which is a well, your first year teacher, you go through. Uh, someone comes in and sets with you once a week and make sure everything's going good and does lots of, yeah, yeah. you make sure you make sure you're doing what you need to be doing. Right. Supervisor she came in. Yeah. Person, yeah. Uh, she came in and then her supervisor came in mm-hmm. and then I had a union rep come in. Mm-hmm. So we were all sitting in there you know, and the principal's like, well, we found out that you do Budweiser, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, and the other, like, and they told me, don't say a thing. And they just started ripping her a new one about what I do on the outside world is what I do on the outside world. As long right. as it does not pertain to any students, and right. I do it on my free time. I'm not doing it during class time. It doesn't matter what it is that I do. Right. So, you know, kisses and caroms, I made that. If they want to go after me for it, more power to them. I'm more than happy to take their money because I will sue them and, and win. That is going to be a long process. I mean, it's not. It's easy. not like I, what would happen if anything, if I piss him off, he, he'll just start watching me and start getting me for other things right start nailing it, it wouldn't be stuff. yeah it would be you know coming up five minutes late to work or you know something i said all of the horrible do. things that you mentioned at the beginning of the podcast that you do <laughs> exactly. as exactly as a teacher That's all right. of that evidence mm-hmm. um yeah it is, i mean so i guess you're not allowed to make movies at all anymore well see now there's my confusion because we have or do uh, we just have we have, we have mr sal who i've talked about uh i don't like mention but you know he he did uh he's children of the corn Yes. And he's done several horror films right. and he's written and he's directed and, you know, slasher type stuff. Um, you know, he actually teaches a, sc- a screenwriting class at, at our school. Right. Uh, but, but that, but, but that's that is okay. violence. That but is isn't not... there, it's violence and nudity. So that's okay. I don't know. That, I mean, it, it, Kisses and Caroms, he's probably not objecting to the nudity as he is probably objecting to the subject matter of uh, the threesome. But what's the, what's the, what's, What's the downside to the, to that film though? It's not, it's talking about should we have done it? Yeah, Was it the know, right thing to do? This is middle, I'm in a relationship. 
I mean, theoretically, that's kind of a moral. Wouldn't wouldn't kisses and caroms the way it's written? It be more morally, uh, right? I mean, threesome probably not. But you have the threesome, and now I'm thinking, oh, was that bad? Should I not have done that? Was that a good thing for our relationship? Was it a bad thing for our relationship? Uh, and that's part of yeah. That's part of what the movie explores. So it doesn't. Um, it, you know, the movie isn't about okay. We had a threesome. Let's go out tomorrow night and have a threesome. Let's go out tomorrow night and have a threesome. Let's go out tomorrow night. You know, it's, yeah, that'd be a completely different movie. <laughs> Although probably a better one. Well, who's the one that sings that song that talks about last, oh, last Friday night? Was it is it is it Katy Perry who sings Last Friday Night? Yeah, I don't know. But it talks about how they the menage a trois and they want to do it again next this Friday night. Oh, okay. And that song shows up everywhere. I think GVTV, which is on our right, but Katy K- Katy Perry is not teaching our students. But no, she she isn't. However, you know, I'm, I'm going to the fact that it, it they play it because it was a popular song. Mm-hmm. And they played it on our GVTV. But if you listen to the words, it's about, you know, they went out. GVTV. Golden Valley Television. Right, is your high school's television network. I'm pretty sure they played it on that. And I'm sure they play it at like the proms or whatever because it was a popular song. Right. But if you listen to the lyrics, it's about them going out and it even mentions Menage a Trois and, you know, and let's do it again next Friday. So what ended up happening with the principal? That was it. I'm like, okay. I'm like, I just left. I'm not going to argue it. I'm like, okay, you know. I have a couple other current projects in the works, but they're not like that. So, gal's panic. <laughs> well, whatever. And, you know, does he have to know that? No. And if- it's it's weird. I mean, kisses and carom still. Uh, people look at it. Um, they look at the artwork, or they look at the movie, or they. Uh, I don't. The subject matter comes up, and people are still like, "What is it? Porn?" I mean, that's where everybody always goes. Um, and if I pitch gal's panic to people. Uh, they immediately think, oh, it's, it's porn. It must be porn. That's boobs. Boobs is porn. Yeah. Um, and that, I, that's people's knee-jerk reaction. I don't know if that's because um, it's the it's low budget uh, or, you know, they people don't see me as a filmmaker or maybe just people see me in general as a pornographer. Um, you know, dirty you little Mexican. You do have that. Yeah, you, you totally have that pornography. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a dirty little Mexican. So uh, maybe that's just the assumption is, oh, it must be porn. Um which I guess is sort of fucked up and sort of good. I don't know. All right, well, Warner Brothers picked it up. They don't do porn. No, I just know what people think. <laughs> so, of, what people think of me in general. Well, I know, but I'm just you know from what my principal. I'm like it's whatever. I, it, and it, I left, and I you know, I did tell Kyle, my union rep, that yeah, um, this is what he said. He's like, really? That was it? I'm like, yeah. He's like, you know, I, unless he's on a witch hunt, I don't know why he'd even bother bringing that up. Mm, it was pretty bizarre. But I'm under the, I, you know. I try to be on the radar. I try to make sure my parents aren't Pe- up to it. People are weird, though. People are, you know, they're too sensitive. Um, I was uh, I was out at a client's. Actually, it doesn't really matter where I was. I was out at this uh, place, and this girl I, who was over here in this, she 20-something, um, and she was uh, complaining that a guy was calling her uh, babe and hun, like another student. It was a school. It was a... Uh, college that i was at um and she was complaining that another student who didn't know her had called her babe and that that was very offensive and just ridiculous and then she went on and she's you know gave it is explaining to the person that she's talking to which isn't me uh that uh she gave him a lecture you can't call you know girls just babe and hun um that's you know so demeaning and so wrong and finally i stopped and i piped up and i was like um, why is it demeaning? And I, you know, injected the conversation and I got looks that could kill. I mean, she couldn't believe that I was actually asking this question. And I was, I told her and I, I saw that I was, you know, and I was like, I'm not 
I'm not trying to cause any problems or anything or be harass you or nothing like that. I just, I heard we were saying, I'm really interested. Like, cause I say that all the time and I don't know what's wrong with it. She's like, Oh my God, you have to be kidding me. You don't know what's wrong with calling a girl babe or hun. Like, no, <laughs> no, 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 I, I think it's okay, sweetie. <laughs> sweetie, I think it's kind of nice. <laughs> um, and she's like, Oh, that is so demeaning. And I said, well, if you were a guy, I would call you dude or bud. Like, and I don't think that's demeaning. I don't think there's any guy that would be demeaned by being called dude or bud, even if they were in a suit. Like, I don't know where that comes from. Uh, and she just, you know, was off on a rant that, oh, that is so disrespectful and just, you know, you shouldn't do that. And women, you, you should give them the, uh, I actually, she didn't even really have something where I would call her, like what I should call yeah, her. What, what do I replace it with? I guess it's just miss or madam. Um, well, I thought they didn't like madam cause that makes them sound old. I, you know, I don't know. And I mean, quickly, it's like, if I can't call you babe or hun, um, I'm not going to talk to you. Okay. Yeah. Cause we're, I don't know your name, con- right? Do you have a name tag on? But even then, I mean, I'm just, we're not having a friendship. We're not having any sort of relationship whatsoever because you're a cunt. <laughs> and that was what I was thinking when I, I was like, you know, she don't call her babe or her hun. I was like, just bitch or cunt work. Uh, and I couldn't even say she's like the male current counterpart of a lesbian relationship. Isn't she? She might be. She's this, uh, she was a thin, attractive Asian girl, um, for stereotypical, what that thin, attractive Asian girl looks like, which also had struck me because I thought, all right, well, you know, if I could, if she was ugly or something, then I could say, oh, maybe that's why she takes offense to it. But even then that wouldn't make sense because an ugly girl probably is happy to be called babe or hun. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> At least someone's paying attention to me. Exactly. That's what I would think. But then I would just think that any girl is happy to be called babe or hun. Um, I don't, it just, I, I mean, I, I guess it's kind of intimate hun. Um, but I said it, it, it in my retail store all the time. Uh, women came in to purchase things. Uh, and I would say that. Thanks, hun. Well, um, I, you know, I've, I've been, there's a bartender who used to call me hun all the time. Hey, hun, how you doing? Yeah, does that like does that mean I'm like effeminate? I'm, right. I, I don't. I don't know. I I'm not it following okay. it up with "Hey, honey, come over here and bounce on my knee." That's right. It's hun. It's like yeah, sweetheart. You should I, be uh, barefoot and pregnant. Yeah, it's not like it's not how it's being followed up. So then, after you know, she spoke her piece, and I listened because it, it was a professional situation that I was in, so I couldn't exactly tear her up. I couldn't call her a cunt as I wanted to at that point. Um. But uh, she started, she continued talking to her friend as I was in the room working on something else. And she had just this filthy mouth was, you know, dropping F bombs and also, you know, everything down under the sun. And I'm thinking, oh, but that's class. That's fine. It's rude to call you babe or hun, but we could say fucking shit and damn and bitch all we want in here. Yeah, that's classy. That's the way to go. Um, but you know, that's fucking college students. That's, uh, you're going <laughs> to change the world, going They're to post, postgraduate school or whatever. Uh, you know, it's, it was a film school too, which makes it even worse, I guess, which fucking artsy fartsy <laughs> fucking film chick has something to prove. I, yeah, so that's what it is. One of those things. And you know, there's, there's a lot of truth to that. I mean, there, there aren't as many women directors, there are as many women filmmakers in the industry. Um, and I, I mean, we could probably analyze many reasons why that is. Uh, I mean, 
ones that the few that are not very good. Uh, at least I don't. I mean, Catherine Bigelow, who made that piece of shit bomb movie that you know. I mean, her claim to fame was fucking James Cameron, really. <laughs> Uh, what is the Hurt Locker? The Hurt Locker. I like the Hurt Locker. Oh fuck you! That I, thing is I dog did. shit. I like that. Jeremy the, Renner was awesome. Jeremy Renner is awesome in everything he does. But the overall message of that movie, uh, you know, he's out there on the edge, seeking the thrill, trying to blow himself up. You know, just crazy. Uh, and he's got a beautiful wife and a beautiful daughter at home, and he leaves them to go back out there. Um, to, because you know, it's boring to try because it's boring. Yeah. Um, but he's an adrenaline junkie. That's what he does. No, I, but now look at it, that that story is being told from, uh, the female director's perspective, uh, and you know, what she thinks of men and that, you know, the, the family life at home for the, he had a little girl. He didn't have a little son. It happened to be a little girl. Well, he did have a girl, but he, uh, you know, and the, the storyline on he that leaves was, the girl and the wife well, because his life is too boring. This isn't enough for him. Just like most fucking men, it isn't enough for them. And I it just, it wasn't the style he was used to. He likes that. You know, sitting movie. at home, watching the kids. Dog doesn't matter what movie. beautiful, you know, you can show me the most you know beautiful how she girl in the world. <laughs> she fucked James Cameron. That's how she, she got a career. You show me the most beautiful girl in the world. I can show you a guy who's tired of fucking her. What, well, that's true. That's very right, true. Exactly. So um, that, that means nothing. Um, what else did she, she made something else that was, uh, right. uh well, Penny Marshall. She made a great film. I love Penny Marshall. I think Penny Marshall is a fantastic filmmaker. Um, there are a few, there are a few female filmmakers that, uh, uh, are good. Uh, Catherine Bigelow, she's pretty too. I can see why Jane Cameron fucked her. <laughs> um, what else she made? God, uh, K-19, the Widowmaker. Uh, yeah. Strange True story. Yeah. Oh, get the fuck out. She directed Point Break. Well, that changes everything. Because <laughs> who doesn't love? Point Break is awesome. It I is, didn't know she directed know, Point Break. My whole opinion of her has just completely changed. <laughs> and I am, I'm not even being sarcastic. Oh, because I mean, of Johnny Utah. That's Point Johnny Break. Johnny Utah. I didn't realize that. She directed Point Break. Actually, her career goes back much further. So maybe her claim to fame isn't uh, just fucking James Cameron. Well, so that, there we that, go. That got her the, the Oscar nod, though. The internet changes. Yeah, because she was up against him. Uh, the internet changes my opinion. I've completely reversed my opinion on her. Thank she you, Al Gore. She just made one shitty movie, The Hurt Locker. Uh, the Hurt Locker. I like The Hurt Locker. Yeah, well, it's still shit. Um, anyway, uh, so yeah, that was, that was, this was my, my uh, interaction with this girl, and apparently you're not allowed to call him Babe or Hun anymore. Mm. I don't know what the hell we're supposed to call him, though. Yeah, you, you should definitely ask her. Bitches and hoes. That's right. That, can't that's what the urban... That's, That's what, what the urban is. community says. Call them bitches and hoes. Um, what else? I don't know. What's what else is going on in your life? Seems like we've talked a lot about my life and my, you know, being called <laughs> up to the principal. Uh, well, your life is far more exciting than mine, though. What do you mean? You have a job now? Yeah, sort of. Um, uh, piracy. I wanted to talk to you. about I had a question. I wanted to quiz you about. Uh, I love pirates. M- Arg. Movie, yeah, movie piracy. Gina Davis. I thought she was a pretty good looking pirate. If you buy a movie, um, are you uh, entitled to make a duplicate backup of that movie? Are you allowed to copy that movie for your own use? I would say sure, because I already own it. Okay. So like you buy a DVD and you have like a digital player or, you know, you want to put it on your computer watch it on an airplane. Uh, are you allowed to do that? Is, is it okay for you to do that? 
I would say yes. Okay. I, I already bought the product. I own the product. Doesn't matter what medium it comes out on or doesn't, or it, it, if I want to transfer it to it, it seems like it would be my medium to use whatever it is any way I want. Just like my car. If I want to buy a car and I want to crash the car, I can. I agree. it's mine. 100%. If you buy a DVD, rip it to your computer, and throw the DVD away, is that okay? I guess, because it was still your property. It's the, You bought the, you, the rights you, to watch the movie, right? Yeah. To look and, at the and DVD. Do, and do what you want with it. And if you want to change mediums, absolutely. Okay. It's like going record to cassette back in the day. If you buy a DVD and you copy it to computer, your computer, and then you give the DVD to somebody else, is that okay? I would say yes, because I've given many VHS things over to Goodwill. Uh, given, but you still have the DVD. You still have it on your computer. So now there's physically two copies of it. Yeah, there would be. So is that okay? Why wouldn't it be? I don't know. Did you buy the infinite rights to that? You said VHS. So you, you buy a VHS, you make a copy of it, and then you give the VHS away. Now there's two copies of it. Don't you give away the right to that VHS when you give that v- the actual original product away? I guess theoretically, yes, because I no longer own. So you shouldn't be watching it. <clears throat> I guess theoretically, no, I should not. Okay. So let's say you had that VHS. Uh, point break. Yeah, the nice, shiny copy of Point Break on VHS. You bought it. You own it. You can hook up a bunch of wires to your computer and play back that VHS and record it on your computer so you have a digital copy. What if you put Point Break in your Netflix queue, got the DVD, ripped it to your computer, sent the DVD back. Now, you still own the VHS, you just found an easier way of getting it on your computer as opposed to hooking the cables up. Is that okay? I would go with yes because I, I still own the medium of I, I've purchased the right to view it as many times as I want. On v, Yes, on the VHS. And you've just now moved and it I've over to And I've purchased it from, from Netflix also. So someone else got a little bit of extra money. I don't know how the pay through goes through. but Well, either, whatever. So now does the line get drawn with Pirate Bay then? You bought... Point Break, you own it on VHS, you go to Pirate Bay and download Point Break to put on your computer. Is that okay? I would still say yes, because you own it. Okay, you've bought the right to To, own it. To view it on any medium. So, basically, as long as you've bought and purchased it, uh, and you either still hold on to that VHS, or you destroy, throw that VHS out. So it can't be in two. Well, no, because the- theoretically, <clears throat> I guess if you trashed it, then I guess you could give up your rights to it. It'd be like giving it away because you've trashed it. But uh, if you, because I give it to Goodwill, I don't know if they sell it. Maybe they never. Maybe they don't. Maybe they're like, who's going to buy VHS and they toss it? Uh, but if you physically destroy it and throw it away, if you know that it's destroyed, um, you you're keeping uh, an alternate copy of it. I've just changed mediums. Yeah, you've changed. You've just converted it to something else, and you know. So I had a record. My record got all. I, I put it onto a, a tape, and now my record's all scratched up. I can't listen to it anymore. So I get rid of my record. And you keep the tape. I keep right. the tape. But and you, but you paid for it. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the same thing would be like an office document. You have uh, your tax returns. You scan them into your computer, and you throw away the originals. You mm-hmm. now have a digital copy of it. A different realm. Um. So that's, I mean, that's sort of the quandary that I'm in, in like trying to figure out where I stand with piracy. I have, uh, I have 10 grand that I spent on laser discs way back when, 
And was that I, a wise investment? Do you think? Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, now maybe here's because here's the issue. Uh, those laser discs I then put in my Netflix queue. Uh, had Netflix send me DVDs, and I ripped them to a hard drive. I could have hooked the laser disc player up to the computer and played back and recorded, uh, but it was it was a hassle. I mean, yeah, I by ripping them from the DVD. I do end up with a better quality version than I would have if I would have uh, patched the LaserDisc to the computer and actually just digitized it that way. Um, I'm not sure. I mean, depending on what equipment I used, it's slightly better to maybe a lot better. Um, But anyway, so I I ripped the DVDs, and I still own the LaserDisc, so I feel like I just use Netflix as a service for me to be able to to digitize, to turn my library into digital much easier. Although there were a few movies. And you pay for the service of Netflix. I, I did, but you don't pay for Pirate Bay, but there were a few movies that were not available um, on Pirate Bay or on uh, Netflix, and I found them on Pirate Bay. One is the old, fantastic 80s movie, Rad, about uh, the cycle. Do you remember the bicycle, bicycle movie? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the, actually, the awesome thing about Rad is it's never been released on DVD. Uh, but it has been shown on HDNet, and someone on Pirate Bay digitized it and actually uploaded an HD version. Um, so that was kind of neat. To all these years later, and I I pulled it from Pirate Bay and then watched it. Uh, to, there's there's a couple big names that were in that. Well, like Eddie Fiola and R.L. Osborne, uh, these guys who used to ride bikes. Back I thought then. there was a, an actress or something like that who was had a very very bit part in that. I. I Seems like there was. I don't know. Uh, I don't know that you know, Gleaming the Cube was a, another great film. For oh, me. Gleaming the Cube is, but that's on DVD. Um, What's the one about the rollerblades? Guy on the rollerblades, which is also at like the whole same time period where he, he from, moves from California to like Iowa, and they do, do the race. No, he goes from is it Iowa to California or California to Iowa? I think he goes from anyway. I think he goes to the Midwestern states, and he's a rollerblader, and he ends up doing this whole thing down the hills, and I can't think of the name of that one. Uh, Lori Laughlin, Laughlin played Kristen. She's like at 1300 on IMDb. I guess she's the most famous person from rad. Um, I don't remember the rollerblades one. Didn't they, don't they rollerblade and gleaming the cube? Uh, I was skateboarding. It was Christian Slater. Yeah, but isn't there a rollerblade? Oh, there probably was cause they were, they're popular. Cause he, then. he, yeah, he comes, he comes to LA bicycle also. And he meets up with like a group of kids. Yeah. And I think, uh, yeah, I thought one of them, I got to rewatch that movie, Gleaming the Cube. Um, anyway, so yeah, so now I'm sitting here looking at my stacks of laser discs, trying to figure out, do I actually have to hold on to these to, um, to, you know, keep the digital copy? Do I have to physically keep these or can I throw them away and then claim the digital copy as mine? But now if I do throw them away and then the uh, pirate police come knocking on my door, I can't prove that, oh, no, I actually do own Rad on LaserDisc. So you can't bust me for stealing it, from downloading it from Pirate Bay. Because Is there an I, issue with the, own it. the stormtroopers coming in and busting you for piracy? No, 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 no. There's no end to this story. This is just me and uh, my, I don't know, thinking of piracy is a... Amongst, I, you know, I work in the entertainment industry, um, and uh, among many friends or people, uh, the subject comes up. I mean, it's an issue because a lot of a lot of people in the entertainment industry, a lot of people that I know, feel that piracy costs uh, 
indie filmmakers in particular uh, a fortune. Um, I said recently, someone asked me about that. If I would, you know, Kisses and Caroms have got pirated. How would I feel about that? It got pirated a shitload. Well, I know. And I'm like, well, I don't know, because I'd like to get my name out there. So I guess the more people see it, the better. Yeah. I was never bothered by it. Um, even Jay, uh, another producer on Kisses and Caroms, was in Singapore, and he brought back a completely bootlegged copy of Kisses and Caroms. Um, but on uh, Pirate Bay in those places, it's, uh, there was hundreds of thousands of downloads. It got pirated like mad. Uh, and that didn't bug me. And, and almost... I sort of feel like I've uh, bought a certain amount of credit. Like I made a movie that was downloaded hundreds of thousands of times. So I should be able to go to private Bay and download hundreds of thousands of other movies. <laughs> like I, I already invested in the bank. <laughs> um, so I should be able to take out That's as much right. as I want. Um, you know, me saying this, I don't actually go to pirate Bay that much. Um, anyway, uh, no, it doesn't end with like me being busted or anything like that or someone. That'd be just, a great story. Yeah, it would be, but it's not. Um, it's just among friends and talking about what piracy is. And I actually really don't think that uh, piracy is harmful. Um, and that's a really fucking crazy statement, I guess, to make. Um, because the people who steal your movie weren't going to buy it anyway. Exactly. Uh, They're not going to theaters to see it. They're not no. waiting for I'm going to wait for it to come out on Pirate Bay. Yeah, which is sometimes <laughs> before it goes to theaters. Uh, but, and there's a, a big population who goes, sees a movie in a theater and then comes home and downloads it from pirate Bay. Um, so they've, they've actually already paid to see the movie. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. I, I mean, in some cases I see where it could possibly affect, but like X-Men, uh, the one that was released three months or ended up on pirate Bay three months before it was released. That guy just got sentenced to two years in jail for uh being the person who leaked x-men and x-men still open like a hundred million bucks yeah but it did release it before the movie came out right and i think that would be different than it's already out there you you have your chance to see it if you don't want to see it whatever but if it shows up beforehand i think there's an issue i fox claims i think that it cost them 90 million bucks that it would have made more than it would have made had it not been pirated i I just don't think it's true. I, think I, well, I don't think so either. The fan base who may have downloaded that movie prior to release probably still went and saw it. Uh, they're the ones in costume. Right. Dressing up. Wanted to see in the big screen exactly. with all this round sound. I mean, I'm not a uh, sci-fi dork or, you know, a comic book dork, uh, but I saw Avengers in the theater and then it came out and I bought it and I watched Avengers again here. So, whether I saw Avengers on Pirate Bay uh, wouldn't have affected whether I was going to purchase it or not or go see it in the theater or not. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'm not a big believer that, you know, piracy is killing us all. And um, the, I mean, the internet, the technology of the internet has certainly affected many industries, uh, movies being one of them. But uh, the greatest example is uh, music and the lost art of listening to an entire album. Um, you hear one song, you like it, and you buy it for 99 cents. That's true. And there is no no more experience of trying to figure out why Back in Black is the title of the album, yet the first song on side two, <laughs> and not the first song on side one. Um, or, I mean, you know, some albums like uh, uh, Genesis. Um, what the hell is it? Uh, Phil Collins. Oh, Phil Collins, No Jacket Required. And then I forget the other, the name of the Genesis album. Tears know. for Fears, Songs from the Big Chair. Some albums were meant to like listen to, you know, for, 
from beginning in uh, Beastie Boys, License to Ill. Yeah. Pink Floyd. You know, a lot of Pink Floyd stuff is beginning the who? Type stuff. Uh, and you know, that's gone. You don't, it just doesn't exist anymore, but that's not because of piracy. That's because of technology and the internet and the way that people consume things and look at things. Uh, so I don't know. I think if piracy, I don't, I don't know that piracy necessarily affects indie film as much as technology in the future is affecting. No, it. I don't think, it, I don't, you know, people talk about it hurting the music industry, but I think the music industry killed itself by the way they're treating their artists and. Uh, I think there's a big deal with that. Well, that's true too. I mean, the uh, uh, greed. I mean, a great example to, to, to or to continue with sort of piracy. Uh, TiVos or DVRs. Um, when you fast forward through commercials, aren't you stealing the TV show? Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, who was it? Martin was just telling me that the hopper. I guess is supposed to hop over the commercials or something yeah, like dish, that. Yeah, dishes and being sued. Yeah, they're being sued because mm-hmm. who pays for those shows? And sorry, that's not going to happen. Right. Uh, so the replay, I think, was the first one that got sued, which predated TiVo. Or TiVo ended up ultimately buying replay. But replay had a commercial skip button, uh, which uh, just basically jumped forward 30, 30 seconds. seconds. Yeah, and, that. yeah, they were sued. Uh, and TiVo specifically did not have such a button. But there was an Easter egg. There was a way to program your remote to turn one of the buttons into a, a jump-ahead 30-second button on the TiVos. Now it's become a standard button on, you know, your cable DVR to move ahead 30 seconds. Uh, and, you know, it's just technology and we just, you know, they, they have to deal with it. The advertisers have to deal with it. But when you watch TV show and you jump forward through the commercials, you're stealing the TV show. I, I don't know how you're not. That's how the TV show was paid for. If you're not watching the commercials, you're stealing it. That is um, true. I don't know what the difference is of going to a pirate bay or whatever and downloading it. But the whole reason that that button exists is because the TV stations and the studios got too greedy. Or the studios, the stations and the makers of products got too fucking greedy. And, you know, there's like nine minutes of commercials, six minutes of show. Not, I mean, the structure's differently now, uh, or different now. Uh, but growing up or be, living prior to TiVo, you remember that a show would run for four minutes and all of a sudden there'd be like five minutes of commercials. And it seemed like there were more commercials during that time period than there was show. Now we're down to 22 minutes of show and eight minutes of commercials. That's what it is every half hour. Mm-hmm. Um, because the, the studios finally figured out that or the stations finally figured out that was the balance. Um, but they pissed the consumer off. You just got greedy and you pissed the consumer off and the consumer finally found a product that allowed them to get around this, to, jump past the commercials and that's what uh happens in the music industry right you uh, the the music producers uh themselves lost the art of an album would just come up with an artist that had one or two good songs and put nine other shit songs on the so album you just have to have the one song with a hook right and they'd sell that album for 10 bucks and people began to feel gypped and they, you know, and that happened more times than ending, than feeling like you discovered something when you bought License to Ill for You Gotta Fight for Your Right to Party and then heard, you know, Paul Revere and all the other songs that were on it. Um, that, that became such a rarity. So eventually, because of their greed, they fell into a situation where you buy a song for 99 cents and technology and everything has changed. So greed leads to technology to... Uh, people to it affecting the industries and affecting people. 
But ultimately, that doesn't matter because the fucking box office is making more money than it ever has. The music industry is making more money than it ever has. And the artists and the filmmakers, well, all the artists all together are still starving. Mm-hmm. So there you go. There's a... That's my, rant by Vince. That's my rant. Are you party. convinced now? Are you convinced? Exactly. So we're 55 minutes Let's in. Let's talk about abortion next time. Oh, we can talk about <laughs> abortion. We can go on that for a long time. Just piss people off. Piss people off, I'm sure, at the beginning when I was saying things about the ID children. The, the ids. ids. The ids that, and are we officially not allowed to call them ids anymore? No, it's supposed to be id. It's not well, retards. As soon as we officially are not allowed to call them ids, then I'll start using ids more Id, than yeah. retards. Uh, anyway, so uh, that's it for this episode. All right. Well, follow me at vincentroca.com. And me too at or vincentroca.com. Or at vincentroca. <laughs> Yeah, you don't have a webpage. I do not. Maybe I need to make one. You don't. I saw there was a michaelhutchinson.net that belonged to somebody else when I was Googling you earlier. But no com? I didn't I didn't look. It probably exists. Uh, Damn it. Yeah, who knows? Hopefully that guy isn't like some crazy, weird child molester because then your principal will call you in. And say, <laughs> uh, excuse me. Maybe. Did your principal call you in and uh, reprimand you for singing, being the lead singer of NXS and choking he has not yet, yes, well, not, Yeah, <laughs> The autoerotica is okay. Because <laughs> maybe he'll make that mistake and connect you to that. <laughs> right. hmm, I didn't know you were on tour. <laughs> yeah, and then, that yeah. dude's dead. Really? You died? Yeah, I died. That's uh, what happened. Uh, all right, cool. So have a good one. All right. Bye. Have a day. Be sure to leave your feedback, comments, and suggestions on iTunes. We'll read all of those. And for more information on the show, visit getconvinced.com.